control, we have landed on the planet. It's been a long time, we should have never, never granted. But we standing on the front line, prime for the sequel. Part two will rock you, the voice of the people. We had to take it back, shake it up and rearrange it. The industry's evolving, now we rolling with the changes. Black, Bobby, Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary. Got to take over the planet, make some noise if you hear me. The planet is back. The planet is back. Yeah. The Mac is back. Yeah. Jay Fire is back. Hey, hey. The planet is back. Woo. The planet is back. Yeah. Bobby's back. Yeah. Josh, not so fat. Come on, man. Hey, welcome to the Planet Platypus Show, everybody. Back once again with another brand new edition. Fresh for that ass. This is your healthy host, Josh Fiore. Yeah, speaking. man. A little less Josh Fiore this week than it was last week. You're looking svelte. Thank you, sir. Very good, man. How yeah, much man. less Josh Fiore is there? All right. So we've been doing this thing now about, I'm going to say, five weeks. Yeah. And so in the five weeks, I think I dropped about 30 pounds. Get the wow. fuck out of yeah, here. I started at 314. I'm down to about... 281. Right See, now. I started at 281. I'm at 314. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's happening. I think I moved down to Florida about a year ago. And I think yeah. from that time until I started this diet, I just was like steadily gaining weight all the time. Are you sleeping any better? Are you noticing any other positive <clears throat> things around you? Uh, yeah, definitely feeling a little bit better. Yeah. But I still, still got a ways to go. Yeah, man. I felt that way last night. I actually had dinner with Miss Rhea Sunshine. That'll make you feel. Yeah, that'll definitely make. She is a ray of sunshine. I had um, my good friend Michael Bianco was with me, uh, owner of Playmates, Josh's boss, my boss, and uh, we went to an Italian restaurant uh, just out right, right, right around here. And man, we were having a great time, great conversation. But you, you forget how beautiful she is, and when you're in public, you realize how beautiful she is because everyone in that restaurant was fixated on Rhea. And she was wearing like um, almost like a tank top thingy, you know, like this black tank. She she looked really beautiful, and women at other tables are like hitting their husbands for like looking at her. You could just <laughs> yeah. we're in such a different world where, you know, when you're in the club aspect of anything, you see uh, the way the customers react to the hot girls. When you're in public like that, it's such a different dynamic. But all of a sudden, it made me feel very fat and ugly. And I'm like, wow, you know. And, and Bianco's lost some weight, too. Yeah, so super, yeah. I'm super self-conscious about it. And last night was like, I felt like I had this huge spotlight on me while I was ordering extra bread. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, bring on some more bread. We're good, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Cindy coined a phrase that I'll never forget. Where we had like someone like that at the convention. She said... That girl just sucks up all the pretty in the room. Yeah. And that's exactly what, what Ray does. It's like, almost yeah. like a pretty black hole where she's so pretty that all the other women around in a, in a certain area kind of now don't look so pretty. Yeah. She just sucks up all the pretty. She sucks <laughs> the beauty out of the room. I like that. You, uh, you guys missed out, though, because uh, we had a great time, man. She's cool. something else. She's really cool. Um, I'm really glad that we've all developed this friendship with her because she's um, she's very real. You know what I mean? Uh, she keeps it real. She keeps it very, very real. I like her a lot. And mm. uh, she said to say hi to everybody. You missed it, Josh, I because know. you 
went and saw. Yes, I I went to go see the Jay and Silent Bob reboot last night. Oh uh, man, which was uh, a one night only event. Now right. this is uh, you know like a low budget kind of indie film type deal, so it doesn't have a wide theatrical release. So it was just a one night only thing. I've waited twenty years for this movie, uh, so I had to miss dinner last night. So I go see that. So wh- how was the movie? The movie was good. It's everything that you would want in like a wacky Jay and Silent Bob movie, uh-huh. but also it, it it pulls at the heartstrings a little bit too. There's, really? a, there's a little bit of a deeper aspect where you get the full character arc of every of all these characters that we've grown up with the last 25 right. years, and it kind of like brings it all together like with and like a finale where if this was his last movie, you get some closure with all your favorite characters that you've been thinking about all these years. So uh, if I understand you correctly, you're telling me they go back and they kind of they touch on all the films they, he's done before? They touch on previous films like Clerks, uh, like Chasing Amy, oh. um, <clears throat> um, Dogma. Oh, cool. Oh. <clears throat> I mean, so, um, so, so it was really cool to see that. If you're a fan of Kevin Smith's films... Uh, there's a lot of nods to all the previous movies that that'll uh... and and that's one of the cool things about his films. When you finish it, <clears throat> you want to know what the rest of that story is. You want to know what happens to Bethany Sloan after Dogma. You want to know right. what happens to uh, to uh, to the characters from Chasing Amy. You want to know like, do they actually get back together? Do they, how does it go on? Like, yeah, yeah, and you get the answers to all those questions in this movie. And, 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 and yeah, and then there's some some really like. There's a scene with uh, with, with Jay Muse and his and his kid, who's played by Kevin Smith's daughter, who he just finds out that he has this kid. And there's a very nice moment in the film where they're talking and like they're crying and like his acting is actually much better now than it was. Wow, you know, back back the last time we saw. Well, I mean, it worked back then because he was playing a stoner and he was stoned. Right. That's what, you right. know. And I think what, what Kevin Smith does with all of his movies, like with Clerks, it was about that finite time in his life working at the store in his 20s. And then, you know, Clerks 2, you see these characters like in their 30s, and now you're seeing them like in their mid 40s, you know? Right. So you definitely see the growth uh, with these characters. That's cool. Also. I like so, that. So, yeah, it was definitely a good flick if you're a fan of his films. If you're not a fan of the films, I think you'll still enjoy it. But uh, but for the diehard fans, it was definitely, uh, you could tell it was definitely a. Uh, uh, a movie made just specifically for that fan base. This was a Jay Fire movie review. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I watch Clerks, reviews. when I watch Clerks, I always think that there should be a movie made like that about DJs, about our life. Oh, yeah. That'd be I mean, awesome. imagine the five different <clears throat> levels of DJ just waking up, yeah. seeing each of them wake up in their different worlds, the way they go to work, what they mm-hmm. listen to, how they set up their booth. You know, like that shit would be so fascinating, honestly. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm a DJ, but. I mean, there's I mean, so many tiers to our profession mm-hmm. that I think it would make for an awesome movie to watch a little Entourage well, there movie. There was actually right? a show about that back in the day. It was called The Grassy High. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, no. Because DJs are like a freaking high school. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think, yeah. you know, or Saved by the Bell. That's that's the DJ uh, TV show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a Screech, there's a Slater, a Zach. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Fun. Who's Screech? Uh,. That's a good question. Who would be Screech? Um, I'm trying to think of who's the most zany one. We have to be like Johnny Michelson. Okay, Johnny Michelson or Screech. <laughs> okay, he'd be the closest one, I think. Yeah. All right. So listen, we got a great show today. <laughs> uh, lots to talk about. I have a story for you guys. Oh. A little teaser. Um, something happened at the club that I saw with my own eyes that I've never seen in 25 years of doing the job. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to leave you at that. And it's an amazing story. And I think you guys are going to love it. What's your story? I'll tell you my story. (laughs) 
after the break. And then we'll see Crestania. We'll be right back. We got a big show uh, planned for you today. Not to mention, of course, the Spitfire of the Week. It's all happening right here on the Planet Platypus Show, and we'll be right back. World-famous Tootsie's Cabaret voted best club in the country. Join us for happy hour, no cover, and half-price drinks till 8 p.m. every day. Tootsie's features a full restaurant, sports bar, next-level VIP seating, and skyboxes with a view of South Florida's hottest adult entertainers. Watch all your favorite sports events on our brand-new 300-square-foot LED screen. See you at Tootsie's Cabaret, Miami's number one adult club. Visit us online at tootsiescabaret.com. Attention all club owners. Did you know there's a platform for DJ education? Pandamembers.org is an association for professional DJs. Panda stands for Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. With over 1,000 members, Panda is always growing and generating top DJs in our industry with an educational platform and discussions on how to better the DJ's craft. If your current DJ staff is not a member of Panda yet, President Dane Hansen welcomes you to check out pandamembers.org. It could change your business for the better. All right, welcome back to the Planet Platypus Show, everybody. Yo, Plat, I know we have a uh, surprise guest on the line right now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on? A very good friend of mine, one of the funniest people I know, a comedian who hosted... One of our uh, award shows a couple years back, Mr. Adam Hunter is oh, on the yeah. Adam, hey, what's up, guys? Thank where you are me. you at right now? Are you in LA? I'm, where you I'm in LA. I'm in LA. I'm driving my car. Uh, I got my baby in the back, got a one year old, and my dog has an ear infection that's smelling oh. the whole room up. So I'm driving the dog to the vet, the baby in the back. Gangster shit. I've come a long way since the, the uh, stripper awards. You have come <laughs> a long way. So you've been completely domesticated since we first met. Um, when we first met, yeah. I don't even think you met your wife at that point, right? No. And uh, I, I, when we first met, I actually, I met you when I was, I was like right off after I think last comic standing and I was walking around Tootsie's hoping that somebody would recognize me and it was you. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. That's a true story. So, um, so you go through you go through this amazing like comedic career. Um, then all of a sudden you you get involved with the UFC. How does that happen? That was crazy. Like I was opening for this comic named John Heffron, who won last Comic Standing, and he got picked to to host the MMA awards. And I was a, I'm, I'm a huge fan, and he's a fan too. But he was like, hey, can you help me write me some sketches for the award show? So I said, sure. So I wrote, we wrote like uh, Dear Vandy, like Vanderlei Silva, uh, me, him, and this guy, Joey Varner. We wrote like Vanderlei Silva as like a, a therapist, like instead of Dear Abby, Dear Vandy. And we had Randy Couture, divorce attorney. And because uh, he, he, at that point, he had been divorced like six or seven times. So he, and then they, the sketches kind of went viral. And then um, over the years, I wrote, like, Daniel Cormier, All About the Cake, instead of All About That, that Bass, him dancing around the cake, which has become, like, a huge gift. Right. And Ben Askren as, like, Adele. And this year <laughs> I did, like, Tyron Woodley and Dan Hendry- and, and Randy Couture singing, uh, I'm going to take my gloves to the octagon. So I was, like, <laughs> writing all these, like, getting fighters to put themselves in really ridiculous situations, right? Right. So I was walking around. 
uh, Vegas actually, and I ran into Dana White, and I'm like, Dana, you know, I'm a big fan, and I, I wrote this like this 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 uh, these sketches, and we hit it off for like 40 minutes to talk, and this was like pre Brock Lesnar, like right when Brock Lesnar was started becoming, and then I was like, he's like, you know, I want to come see your comedy show. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. So the guy calls the comedy club the next night, tells the bouncer, hey, tell Adam I really wanted to come, but I couldn't make it, you know? Like, he just was just a solid dude. And then I had his number, so I'm like, hey, I want to pitch this show to you. So I had this idea for a show where I drive around in, like, a truck, and there's an octagon in the back, and then there's, like, a fighter, <laughs> and it's called So You Think You're a Tough Guy, where, where we like, <laughs> drive around, and you can, like, actually challenge a fighter to a fight, you know? And we have a ring girl in there, and the... So they were like, yeah, we're, we're, we're still trying to get legal in some states. We don't think we can have fights in trucks. Yeah. But, um, a lot of liability like, there. Hey, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they'll send a waiver. It'll be fine. So, so Dana was like, hey, um, I want to do like a Tosh.0 type thing where we make videos of you roasting fighters, but you can't tell anyone that you actually work for the UFC. I'm like, this sounds really safe. You know, like, it seems like a really great idea. But I, I'm in, right? So for like four years, I made these like funny preview videos for the UFC, but a lot of the jokes didn't make it, make it. So I, I started an MMA Roasted account, and next thing I know, I, I'm getting all these people, fighters, that are like, when are you going to roast me, asshole? Like, how, what, I'm not good enough to be roasted. So, like, so smart. And it kind of blew up that way. Yeah. yeah. Just just roasting guys that could kill you with their bare hands. <laughs> I know, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, and I, I've had more guys get mad at me for not roasting them. A couple got mad. Like, John Jones, I said... I had a joke where I said he had no idea there was steroids in, in his cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about you, Adam. I, like, when you got married and then you had the baby, I was worried that your comedy was going to suffer. And then, I, and then I actually saw you posted a couple different uh, stand-up routines that you did after the baby was born. And you're actually funnier now. Like, can you touch oh, on, can, can you touch on that though? Like, is there a big difference when your life changes dramatically when you go from a single guy hanging out in strip clubs, you know, on the on the circuit, going club to club, you know, into now you're this wrestling coach, dad, husband, <laughs> comedian who yeah. has like greenlit shows in Hollywood? Like, can you take me through that transformation? And do you feel like? Because your life has changed, your uh, writing and your comedy has changed as well. I'm just curious. You know, I think in general, you become less threatening to the, to the crowd when you talk about being married and having a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I think that there's a less, like, you know, I'm not trying. I think before when I was single, I mean, there was definitely a time in my life, let's say 10 years ago, where, you know, I was having, I was doing warm-up for the for the playboy channel for night calls right and i was the warm-up comic and like jesse jane and kirsten price were the hosts and there was just like 15 naked girls on stage scissoring each other and like my job was to make the crowd laugh that was the only job i've ever sort <laughs> of early to in my entire life you know i mean literally right. I, I remember I, I remember being in the green room and listening to like girls talk about like like guys with hairy balls and them not want to blow them because of it and right. then they, they were, like, in the makeup chair. So I went in there. I'm like, I'm here to get my makeup done. And they're like, uh, you're not on camera. I'm like, yeah, I know. I just want to get makeup done. She's going to get my balls shaved. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but I think there was a, also a time where I was more focused on like the threesome after the show, or the stripper that came, or right. you know, the, the, the like the, the Tinder date that was meeting me there, or the, the couple Tinder date, whatever it was. And it definitely could be a distraction. As much as I wanted to tell myself it wasn't a distraction, you know, like when you get married and you, you have all that time to write or to, to focus, you know, it's definitely more of a focused time. And I'm, I'm getting up at seven o'clock in the morning now, whereas before it was eleven. Or right, noon. right, right, right. Um, so, but I also think that, um, yeah, I mean, so I think it's actually like, that's, that's, that's the good part. The bad part is maybe, uh, and I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. You know, it's definitely though, you, I definitely went from, uh, I, I wouldn't say like, I think there was a point where I was walking eight to 10 people a show out of the room. Mm-hmm. And I was like <laughs> looking at it as like a badge of honor almost Yeah. of like, aha, they couldn't take it. Because right. uh, I come from sort of like the Rich Voss school of like, if, if, if you're not walking people, you're not doing something right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I I haven't walked somebody, maybe I've walked a couple people, but it, it's definitely, I think I just became less threatening as a, as a human being. I think I've evolved without without it being like corny, you know, but right. I mean, it's definitely like, I mean, the last time I went to a strip club was Dan Henderson came to my show. And, and in Vegas, and he was like, hey, I'm having an after party at a strip club. My wife was like eight months pregnant, but I was like, ah, fuck it, Dan Henderson, I got to come on, this guy came to my show, blah, blah, yeah. you know, so we went in this limo, and went to the thing, and then cut to, like, I'm, I'm driving my wife to give birth, and <laughs> Howard Stern's talking about strip clubs, and I'm like, oh, you know, they're, they're kind of overrated. She's like, well, when was the last time you went one? I was like, I don't know, two weeks ago. She's like, what? And that was not the right time to tell her. <laughs> uh, She's getting ready she to crying. give birth. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only th- good thing was that she gave birth a couple hours later, so that was actually way more painful than hearing about the strip club. But it, 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 it just, Took some of the sting and, away. And it just kept getting worse, because I was like, oh, I didn't even get a lap dance. I, I got a massage. Like, you got a massage? <laughs> yeah. like, no, it was out in the open. It kept getting fucking worse. Dude, and... and I, was like, I was very stressed. And Hendo loves strip clubs, man. Um, he's a big fan of Tootsie's. I, there's a picture on my face, and I know he won't even mind me saying this because he's so cool about it, but uh, Dan Henderson was at Tootsie's years ago, and um, I was walking in to start my shift, and he's in the manager's office <laughs> with like the, the, the management team, and they're just all sitting around a computer watching him knock the snot out of somebody on, on YouTube. And he's like, he's like commentating it. I'm like, oh my God, that's Dan Henderson. This is so cool. So um, the manager introduced us and he ended up taking a picture with me. And and anytime he's in Miami, he's he's in the uh, VIP having a great time, man. UFC fighters yeah. love strip clubs. Does of Do course. comedians love strip clubs or do comedians love strip clubs? And I'll ask you this too, Bobby, because Bobby Mack is a stand-up comic as well. Um, right. Do... Do comedians love strip club because it's cannon fodder for writing, or do they genuinely like it because they're all crazy? Well, I think Adam will agree. If if you're a stand-up comedian, you're looking at the world through a different set of eyes than most people. You are witnessing life in a way that goes into your brain and comes out on paper or out of your mouth observationally, because that's what comedy is. It's relatable, you know. Stuff that you you see, but come out of your mouth in a way that makes to relate to other people. So it's material. I mean, I I'm, I think it's material. Don't you? I think it's material. I think it's also like a, you know, it's just there's a lot of stuff in common. I think with comics, they're like we're kind of naked on stage, like verbally, where they're like literally naked on stage, but you're you're kind of putting on a show. 
and you're out there and you're giving people like joy and happiness. You're also putting on this like front of this is who I am when off stage, you know, you're not necessarily that person or at that time, it's an extension of you. I think there's this, there's a whole, and there's like a, a kind of a loneliness factor also of like you're out there by yourself and, and, and this is me. I, I think as far as athletes versus comedians, I think, I think probably athletes tip a lot better. Uh, than comedians. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. They make a I little more, are, more cheese. Yeah. I remember when I used to go to strip clubs, you know, I'd be in like Wichita or Arkansas, some strip club. I mean, I probably could tell you the name of it. It was like a, a like Little Rock or I remember, what was it? Or Toledo, Tulsa, one of those places. And uh, I would go and I'd have like, I'd have like free passes to my show. And I would walk up uh -huh. to the stage and instead of giving them dollars, give them free passes. <laughs> like, what the? And they'd be like, "What is this?" But I think comedians um, get more uh, like, comedians get more out of those dive bar type strip clubs where it's like broken down into its basic realness, and everyone is like, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. everyone's relatable, everyone's fucking I just, cheap. I just love that he's handing out passes instead of singles, <laughs> and he's he's oh. going bring nine of your friends. He's like, I have a drink minimum. I, I got a two bringer. Yeah, yeah, I got a two bringer. That's so great. Yeah, well, a lot of awesome. times they would show up because they'd be like, what the fuck? I mean, to me, the best strip clubs are always the ones where either the girls are, right, you said, like the dive bar or it's Vegas where they don't need the money because um, they're yeah. already making like high six figures. <laughs> so they'll just like talk to you. And like, uh, especially if you're a comic and you're not there and you like don't buy lap dances, you have a better shot of getting them because or hooking up with one of them because, uh, you know, it just... Uh, They'll just hang out with you, and, and then you'll, they're like, holy shit, you know, especially if you, if you can make fun of one, one of the people that's actually buying a lap dance to them, then you're, like, in cahoots with them. <laughs> and uh, Right. Yeah, I, I hooked up with a couple of those Rock of Love girls back when I was in Vegas, and then yeah. they, like, they knew me from, from when I was on Chelsea Lately. It was, like, that week it aired. And they were like, holy shit. One girl was like, you're the girl guy from Chelsea Lately, and this and that. It was, like, it was great. But then she was terrible in bed. And I told my friend, then told her friend, and then That's I came rare. back there and I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And she's like, "Fuck you! You said it was bad and bad." I'm like, "Well, you kind of were." <laughs> Strippers are usually good and bad. They're usually very. I don't know. They're givers, man. I don't know. I think you can actually tell if a stripper's good and bad by the way they she moves dance on stage. stage. I always say if that. If she's got grace, if she's got balance, she's got moves. If she's got, you know. Strength that you can see it all on stage. Or, she's got confidence or big tits. No, no, big tits don't make you good in bed. <laughs> well, I think, I, I, I think this one had way too many painkillers. I think the painkillers kind of that was the factor, honestly. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> absolutely. Just so lie Adam, down, ouch. Yeah. Posing. Ouch. So <laughs> ouch is not a safe word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, we, she definitely wanted to have sex, but it was just like, it was just like she was like, oh, this is, this, I don't know, it, it wasn't good. It, it wasn't good. You're hurting yeah, me. But it was You're like, on my hair. She was cool. This I like called her. Texting. She was, she was really hot, so you know that was that, that was something important too. Was she just laid there? Yeah, just laid there, and I was like, I was gonna be wild and all this shit, and like, and at least she told me a couple funny Brett Michael stories, but that was really the best thing out of it. So. That's the problem with hot girls. They 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 don't have to try in bed, so they don't. It just makes yeah. it work. Like if you're putting it all on me, honey, we're gonna have a bad time. I'm gonna get off, but we're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they think being man. there is enough, but I'm like, it is. Don't worry, you're good. <laughs> yeah. For me, it is. Yeah. So Adam, I noticed like you do a lot of jokes on stage about your daughter, about your wife, and does that ever? 
cause friction at home with the missus? Like when you're making, the, or does she know it's just all business? It's part of the game. Does it ever, because sometimes you get carried away <laughs> and you'll say something that's a little bit like, I would never say to my girl, you know, but, but you have no problem saying it, but it's part of your act. I always wonder, does that ever carry over home? Like when you put that stuff on social media and she sees and hears it, and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just, you know, you said that. Or do, do you guys ever, have you ever argued over material? I mean, most of the time, I, I, I'll be like, I'll, I'll run a buyer first. And then she'll be like, that's hilarious, you know. Um, so that's, that's kind of, you know, um, and sometimes when I put it on social media and her friends from work see it, they'll be like, ooh, you know, you must have had a rough weekend, you know. But right. she, she's like, no. Like, so she's. Uh, like my podcast at times, but then she'll know what I'm thinking at the, in the podcast. So everything that I wanted to say in the argument that I like thought about three days later, at least I feel like she, she gets my point of view of where I was coming from. The right. first is like when, when we were actually in the heat of the moment fighting about something. So no, it really, it really has not. Um, truthfully. I mean, you know, I mean, there were a couple of things where she was like some, like we got into an argument because she wanted to have a birthday party, a combined birthday party that was like, she wanted $4,000 for the kid's first birthday party and her birthday party. And I was like, no, the kid's one. She has like two friends. <laughs> can't, even, can't even point them out. She wanted to have a petting zoo in her backyard. I'm like, no, you know? And, well, dude, you're and in then, LA, man. It's posh. Yeah. I was like, we're not housewives. This is not, this is not going to, so we had a huge fight over it. And she's like, oh, well, wow. cause at the time, I think I made a lot of money before that. Like I, I got something quick. And then, she was like, well, you know, you're selfish. And I'm like, so we, we finally made up. And then we went on the news, me, Dean McDermott, and Nikki Paris have a podcast called Daddy Issues. And Dean brought it up. Like, Adam's wife wants to have a $4,000. And I was like, we had just, so then my wife said, why is this on the fucking news? It was like KPLA. <laughs> like, so I was like, that was annoying to her that our fight was on the, like, the, the evening news. But so the big question the is, did you, did you wind up having the $4,000 party or not? No, well, we got it down to like 2500 and I thought I was in like winning, but I didn't realize that's still like insane strategy though. of like, it was like, she just fuck, you know, she just quoted me way high and then worked it down to what she wanted. I didn't think my wife was going to do that to me, <laughs> but oh, uh, Adam has a cool life, man. He, he, he wears a lot of different hats. Like, um, you know he coaches a wrestling team so he's like a real dude and like you see oh, yeah. you see the videos of him coaching these kids and he's like the coach you want to have your kid you know you want your kid to have that cool coach that's like he cares about the kids like he's he's like two to three different people at any given time but he's also like a chameleon when it comes to celebrities because like adam's a celebrity but he doesn't think of himself as like a celebrity you know what i mean we've had this conversation so i was in vegas like two years ago maybe three and adam was out there doing comedy you were at stratosphere you remember this and you were yeah. uh, with jeremy piven so yeah. I, I called up adam i wanted to go see his show i just happened to be in vegas he's like oh come on by i got something fell through i couldn't make it so we linked up and had drinks later he's like meet me at this such and such bar i got a few of my friends with me um you know just tell the guy at the door that you're here to see me i walk in there's adam there's Jeremy Piven, oh. Russell Peters, oh. in like a slew of like amazingly like beautiful like Vegas type showgirls just like hanging out randomly and like a group of like really cool people. And we're just sitting there and the place is literally closed down to everyone but us. 
And it was like, for me, one of the coolest, and I work in the biggest strip club in the world. Right. And it was just one of the coolest celebrity type moments. And I was terrified to even say a word. And Adam kept getting me into the conversation. Well, Platypus like works with like naked chicks, <laughs> like, you know, like, and he would keep trying to get me into the, um, into the conversation. And Jeremy Piven was one of the coolest fucking guys like I ever met, like forget that he's like Ari Gold on TV. He was so down to earth. And Russell was just like the realest guy. And we're literally like sitting like we are right now, just having like conversations about stupid shit. And like Russell Peters was more interested in the fact that I had a hundred girls show up at a strip club to work. <laughs> yeah. Then, it's impressive. Well, excuse me, I'm like I mean, no beyond offense. impressed. I mean, no offense, Platypus, but like, I'm I'm in the DJ booth and probably the most beautiful girls I've ever seen in my life are coming in there and just like grabbing my crotch. I'm like, what what kind of life is this? This is like the greatest life in the history of the world. And I was like, don't ever retire from this job ever. <laughs> he did say that. My favorite was Bobby. You remember uh, dancer Serenity? Absolutely. So Serenity was like this eighty-pound uh, blonde girl. She was kind of a hippie chick, yeah. And she would go on stage and she like had these a like toothpick. Yeah, right? and she would yeah. do these routines. And Adam was in the club uh, with Jay. Uh, I think you were with Jay. I forget. Yeah. Hey, Davis, so yeah. Adam was. Yeah. So Adam's in the club. She goes on stage, and because he can never not be funny. He runs up, to, not in the booth, but he ran up the steps of the stage, and he peeks his head through the window of the DJ booth. He goes, that girl needs a cheeseburger. <laughs> and then I'll buy a dance. And I'm like, oh, my God. But, um, but anyway, so, so we're, we're sitting in this cool-ass bar in, in Vegas, and, and we're having like this amazing conversation, and I had to be the dick. And I want to know if this bothered you, Adam, because I'm going to ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot for a second on our friendship. We went outside. And I wanted a fucking picture because there's Jeremy Piven and there's Russell Peters and there's Adam Hunter. Three amazing. Like I'm, I'm in Vegas. I'm feeling good. I wanted that picture. And um, so I went up to Adam. And I'm like, do you think it would be really fucking gay and wrong of me if I asked to do a picture? And he's like, maybe. Let me let me tr let me let me do it. Let me do it. So he's like, "Hey, let's grab a picture." And they're all like, "Okay." And I was like that guy, and I took the picture and whatever I put on social media and I jerked off about it to my friends, who cares? <laughs> yeah, of course. Adam, did that bother you? And does it bother no, you when your no, friends not, are around celebrities? In fact, like I think about I was at a a couple about a year ago. Uh, you know Devin Sawa? He's like a he's an actor. He was he was Stan in the in the Eminem video. He was in a yeah, lot of yeah. like a lot of uh, movies back in the day. You would know Devin Sawa. He was a kind of a, a big deal. So he, he's like, hey, we're going to, he wants to do a podcast. So I ended up at like Macaulay Culkin's house. And uh, it was like wow. the strangest <laughs> thing in the world. So it was random. Like, I, I'm, I, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm in Macaulay Culkin's house and, uh, and he has like little wrestling figures everywhere. It's like one of his like five <laughs> houses, but it's like a little condo. It's like a, a kid thing. And I'm like, wait, is that... Is that Bruno San Martino? And he's like, yeah, how did you know that? Like, he knew, like, all of a sudden I knew the wrestling guys. We immediately bonded. And he's telling me, like, anal sex jokes. Because I told him I was, I was a comic. And then it was just, like, constant, like, nicest guy ever. I mean, just, he was in his pajamas wearing, he was wearing, you know, uh, eye, not eyeliner, but, like, nail polish. There was a couple things. He was, like, a, in, like, a, a bunny pajamas <laughs> at, like, 5 in the afternoon. There was a couple things that were a little bit strange, right? But for the most part, couldn't have been nicer. Like, gave me a rubber duck. He, he all of a sudden looks at a bag of rubber duckies, and he's like, take one. I take one. He's like, give that to your, to your kid. My kid has, like, a rubber ducky from Macaulay Culkin. 
Right? That's it's like a cool. Big rubber ducky. Yeah, but that is so cool. End, though, I, I, yeah, I wanted to get a picture, but I was like, ah, I don't want to be that guy. And I'm like, I'm sure I'll see him again. I've never seen him again. Right? I, I, that was it. Like, he, we didn't do the podcast. If you can go back, would you do the picture? Would, would you force the issue if you could do it again? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. That was 100%. So sometimes you don't know. I just so feel like, weird. I, was, I would love to get that picture with Macaulay Culkin. You know? So, fuck it, right? Um, who's the biggest celebrity? Who's the biggest celebrity that you've ever met since, since you've been doing, since you've been a celebrity? I mean, it might be Macaulay. I can't think of a bigger. I mean, it depends really? on like, the time, right? So like Macaulay Culkin probably be the biggest, I would I would think. I don't right? know. I think I Dana mean, White might be bigger than Macaulay Culkin. I, no I mean, way. You don't think so? No way. I mean, there are housewives out there that know who Macaulay Culkin is. Yeah, that's true. Internationally I mean, too. They globally, know. he's the Home Alone kid. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. No matter he he's does no nothing more else. Than that. I mean, that I, 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 I guess, I guess yeah. it depends. Like I'm good friends with Scott Bayo. Like back in like '87, he he would have been the answer. You know. Yeah, uh, that's true. And then. Tori Spelling is like probably would have been the answer in like what ninety one, yeah. and Macaulay Culkin in ninety three. So it's it's weird the way like Hollywood is like people just get become enormous. I mean I, I remember when like Dane Cook I moved out to L A. Dane Cook was the the shit. I mean he would pack every hot girl in Orange County would drive up to see him do an hour and a half of murderous material. I mean he was murderous. I never saw anyone kill like that in my life, and then really? there was a t and then there was a time where it was like Dane Cook became almost a punch sign. It's like whoa, you know, but not not too later. I mean, he's doing great. And, you know, why do you think that happened? I was just going to ask that. Yeah, why, why do you think that happened? Because he was he was like the Beatles for like five minutes, and then and then he just fell. I think that well, I think MySpace also had had something to do with it. I think that he he, he went through a really hard time as far as. Uh, as far as his, I think both his parents died and he kind of like took a break from Hollywood and kind of walked away. I think, the, I think his movies bombed. I also know that like he had a, a bunch of like beefs with, uh, with commit with like a lot of those alternative comics with Louis CK, like Marin, all like the, the comedians of comedy, they all didn't like him. Zach Galifianakis. And it wow. was like all the Judd Apatow guys. And was there he, a reason he, they didn't like him? Was it because of his popularity? Was I heard he was stealing material, that he was doing other people's material. That's what I heard. I, think, I, I don't think he wasn't really doing that. I think it was like they looked at him as like frat boy comic, and he was very – Dane is not the guy that like is the life of the party. He's very to himself. He's not rude, but he just doesn't – he just won't talk to people. You know. And I think, so he comes across that, that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's too like, much, they, too fast. I've seen yeah. Dane do do material for over over ten years, and it's just it's not really his material; it's his delivery, delivery. that yeah. makes that made him you know the star <clears throat> that he is. But I but I've got to say, in his later specials, his material just wasn't there. Either that, or his delivery just wasn't there. Adam, did you see that kind of progression in him as far as his delivery and his material went? I think that because like, it was such a dynamic I, I think, opening, think, like. Yeah, I think I think when he hit, when he when he really hit, he was like boy band kind of cute. Women loved him. He was like really kind of young, youngish, good looking, and I think he, it was he was doing more like I wouldn't say pop material, but definitely like like the women loved him. The guys like his the, energy. The women the, loved him, and then his energy got, in the early years was was nuclear. I think I think he got darker. 
uh, over the years. Like he became more of a darker comic, and I think it's sort of kind of hard when you know it's like if uh, you know if, if, if like let's say Instinct became like a grunge band all of a sudden, people would, people would be like, "That's a good that's a good way of putting it." That's a great way of putting it. You know, it. Pe- people would be like, "Well, this is bullshit." No, you can't all of a sudden go, you know. And I think that. His material is really funny. Like, like in the room, he kills. And his, and he's also one of these like high energy comics where in the room it's hysterical, but doesn't always translate to television. That's because true. Because you're not there. Um, whereas a guy like, let's say Todd Barry, in the room may not like pop as much, but on TV the writing is so is so good that you're like, well, that, that's that's hilarious. Kind of like a mm. headbird kind of thing. Yeah, man. So, that's crazy. That's insightful, though. I always wondered that. I'm yeah, so glad same. you actually said that. Um, so listen, before we wrap, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So Bobby Mack and I were thinking about doing a stand-up strip club special at Tootsie's where we're going to actually uh, just strip club comedy. We're going to do like a one-night-only type thing. Uh, you interested in coming down to Miami and doing some stand-up uh, around uh, the strippers there? One million percent. I'm actually going to be <laughs> in Miami Doing comedy, no. I'm in, I'm doing the Miami Improv, November twentieth, and then I'm doing Key West on the twenty first, twenty second, and then I have that Saturday and Sunday off in Miami. And I'm, 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 Let's I'm looking, do that. I'm actually looking to do comedy that that For your weekend birthday. somewhere in Miami. Dude, let's do it. All right, cool. I'll call you. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, we will discuss this further, man. That's that's actually pretty cool. We yeah, because I because we I have really a wedding out of Miami. I'm leaving on Monday at a wedding, so I have like two days. I'm going to be in Miami, anyway. So perfect. I would that love works to, out perfect. Yeah. Well, listen, Adam Hunter, you are my favorite comedian. You're I don't care favorite. what people say. You're, I think you're better than Chris Rock. <laughs> Fuck them if they don't think, if they don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, man. I, I love you. I love you to death, man. You're such a good friend, and thank you for everything. Is there anything you want to plug before you go uh, to the veterinarian's office? Oh, I got a, I got a new. I got a special on Amazon called Adam Hunter Still Broke on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. Yeah, we that. For sure. Um, do we have permission to play clips from that on our podcast, or will we get sued by yeah. Amazon? If uh, we do no, that? no, no. Play it. Play it. Josh, make sure that you caption him saying play it. (laughs) This is Adam Hunter saying play clips from his special. All right, listen, Adam, I I love you. Bobby, any last things for Adam? Adam Hunter's so broke on Amazon. Get it. Josh, anything for Adam? No, just congratulations on all your success, and I hope to see you more. Take care. Take care, man. I love you, brother. Thanks, Thanks, Adam. Yeah, thanks, man. And we will be right back after this with the great strip club debate and Spitfire of the Week. Stay tuned. Rick's Cabaret, it's one of the biggest chains in the adult industry. With over 50 clubs nationwide, Rick's Cabaret is a great destination no matter what state you're visiting. Check out rickscabaret.com for a full list of clubs near you. And if you want a piece of the action, Rick's Cabaret is a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ under the letters R-I-C-K. Rick's Cabaret has been awarded National Club Chain of the Year numerous times. Check out rickscabaret.com for all your entertainment needs. Hey, are you looking to book a feature entertainer for your club? Look no further. CinefoldStrips.com has you covered. CinefoldStrips.com is a great place to make any event a successful event. 
CenterpoleStrips.com has celebrity lookalikes, porn stars, showgirls, and many other acts to make your event a memorable one. Enhance your guest experience by partnering up with Danny and his team of professionals. CenterpoleStrips.com. Tell them Planet Platypus sent you. Hey, and welcome back to the Planet Platypus Show, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That was so cheese. Yeah. That was good, though. I like that. Yeah. How about Adam Hunter, man? What a good dude. Yeah, man, he's great. Yeah. I, I really hope he can come down and do that comedy night. That's well, that's what big. I'm thinking. B-Max be birthday. Big. We get an industry night at Tootsie's. We'll do it in a sports bar on a Sunday. Adam will be the headliner. Alaska Galore will feature. We'll get Alaska to come in and do a set. Yeah. Gonzo, me, you. Love it. And Michael Panzika. Dude. That's, that's a the dream lineup. team. That's the dream team right there. That'd be great. So attention all feature entertainers. Can when- we get can we get Johnny Walker to roast? <laughs> I don't know. He's I, th- I think he's in Ohio right now. Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. Did you say Ohio? I said Ohio. I did. Throwback to the OG uh Planet Platypus. So days we're gonna work on this and end of November, look for a huge event from Planet Platypus coming up for Bobby Mac's birthday bash. Bobby's birthday blowout. Yes. We're going to put this together on the fly. This we is should be... uh, we should start making the posts now, like big announcement coming soon, dot, dot, dot. Well, if some of us were on social media, it would be a lot easier. <laughs> so it's still off the social media. It's always, uh, it's always a debate, isn't yeah. it, Josh? But it's like, I, I know I'm not missing anything. It's you know uh, more know uh, more more uh, ads from know. fucking bars people work at fucking Binger's uh, dog I've seen a million times fucking Sparkman's living his best life like I already know what's on there I don't <laughs> wow Royal getting a little shade no yeah. I mean you know I'm glad he likes his dog but Jesus Christ how many times I gotta look at the thing I don't know I'd rather wow. <laughs> I, I kind of like it I'm but like, you see it's it's made me a bitter person which is why I had to get out of there all right well listen <laughs> we have a new segment called. The Planet Debate. And that's where we have our moderator, who I'm going to play the role of the moderator. Yes. And then we have two people who are going to make an argument for something. But before we get to that, I have to tell you guys a story because this is related. I have to hear this. I want you to listen to this story because it pertains to the game we're about to play. I'm all ears. So this is like a segment within a segment. So. What's your story, Platt? I was at Tootsie's Monday night. And I was doing uh, pictures for our social media, you know, ads and, and marketing and stuff. So we have a bunch of employees show up. They get all dressed up, gussied up. And we take pictures, have them sign a model release. It's all on up and up. And then I get it to my good imaging friendly people that do amazing work, right? While I'm there, I saw something that I've never seen in 25 years of doing business in the strip club industry. Okay. Okay. 60-plus people show up at the front door, right? And it was an absolute wedding reception. Oh, my God. I'm talking the bride was in full bridal garment yeah. with the with the the, the veil, the, veil and the, the gown the, the whole train deal. the whole thing some dude brought in a fucking three-layer cake you wow. know he, he walked it in <laughs> but they it was right before eight o'clock because that's when we start charging cover so they yeah. got in for free and it was six dollar prime rib night oh Ooh, my god right yeah so they they walked in no cover took up the entire vip and did a full-fledged like wedding reception at no, the club had no knowledge of this. They didn't book anything ahead Apparently, of time. Apparently, they called ahead, but no one took them seriously. So right. they were just yeah. kind of like, 
yeah, sure, come in, ask for Doug. You know, yeah. it was like one of those deals. Yeah, what yeah. a great idea. And the bride and groom showed up with their whole entire wedding party and guests. Yes. Walked into the strip club. Perfect idea, man. And 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 ate prime rib. Had six bucks a plate, right? Six, six bucks a six plate. Bucks a plate. Didn't have to pay a DJ. Hundred dollar bottle special, right? Yeah. So you got five bottles. So they did their whole entire wedding reception for around five hundred dollars. That's amazing. Dude. Under a grand with tips, with everything. So even still, I mean, yeah, you didn't have to pay wedding a DJ. You didn't have to buy the fucking bride. Threw her. Uh, what do you call it though? The bouquet. The, the bouquet yeah. at our mid shift and day shift entertainers. Wow, that's terrifying. <laughs> they literally had the entertainers right there trying to get the bouquet. You just wait for wow. uptime while they're all on stage and you toss it up on stage. Did the did the father-daughter dance in the VIP? Oh, I mean, wow. like everything you would to, see uh, at a wedding reception. To little John get low. They did, <laughs> they did it at Tootsie's. Now, first of all, what a great advertisement! Now, do you for have your any club, background right? on this couple? Do no. you know are they uh, are they in the industry or formerly I, or no? Not at all. They were just normal. Yeah. They went they went to the city hall, got yeah. married, yeah, and then Ubered. They didn't even get a limo. They Ubered yeah. from oh, city hall God. to Tootsie's really to do their wedding reception. Balling on a budget. Everybody was in tuxedos. The girls were all in their color, like the dresses. It was an official wedding reception. That's amazing, dude. So. Yeah. There is something slightly genius about it a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that brings me definitely. to our debate. Is it okay to have your wedding reception at a strip club? Is it okay? I mean, at one point, you're saving a lot of money by doing it that way, right? Which because- sounds like, you know, you, you, strip clubs are synonymous with spending a ton of money when you go there. But True. when compared to the cost of throwing a wedding, I mean... You know, well, they save significantly a huge amount of money. This is the question. Right. So you're marrying the girl of your dreams, like Bobby. Do you think Cindy would be okay if instead of you guys having the dream wedding that you had, and your wedding was beautiful, by the way, just a gorgeous wedding, would it be okay to say, you know what, sweetie, I really can't afford the Four Seasons right now. I'm kind yeah. of on a budget, but... If we get to Tootsie's at 745, yeah. we could have all of our guests get in for free and $6 prime rib. Bobby, would that be acceptable in your household? 100% not. Right. <laughs> so this is my question. Not so, even 99.9%. 100% not. Okay, so... We we Josh, you think it's a great idea to come okay. to have your wedding reception. So I'm on, right? I'm on the four side, and Bobby, you say absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, so Josh, give me a couple points as to why it's a it's a great idea. Well, you already mentioned cost effective mm-hmm. right off the bat. I mean that that's a big plus right there. You right. didn't have to pay for a DJ or flowers. You have security provided for you. Uh, like you said, the six dollar a plate significant savings of what you're going to spend at a, uh, a function hall or catering. Even even um, a, a VFW hall would right. run you, what, 600 bucks? You're sure, not right? paying for the Grand. hall, Grand. the room, and entertainment is provided for you right mm-hmm. there. Um, the best entertainment in the country. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on board with it 100%. I, I think this, the, the pros far outweigh the cons in this one. But don't you think like certain family members might object? Or Well, let's ask Bobby. I mean... Listen. Give me give me the reason why you wouldn't. Listen, as funny as an idea this is, my wedding doesn't need to be funny. And if I want my wedding to be funny, I'll have a funny moment or I'll make a funny moment. But first of all, at my reception, there shouldn't be bung in anyone's face. That's just that's right off the top. Okay. No fecal matter, no brown eye, no nothing. 
Second of all, you don't want to spend the day that you're declaring your absolute loyalty to one woman with a ton of other naked women walking around. It's just, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a no so morally, more. you, you have a, an issue with it morally. I don't know. It's significantly more than morally because I have no morals, but, <laughs> but the significance of that day is supposed to be all about her. You're not making it all about her when you celebrate with snatch uh, yeah. everywhere the eye can see. Well, you you know, will regret it at one point, whether she she goes along with it now or later. Unless she happens to be a stripper at that club, then I completely understand. But otherwise, absolutely not. I think maybe she's just a fun girl. This is the foundation of their relationship is they like to go out and have fun. Maybe they go to strip clubs. That's something that's significant to them in their relationship. If that's the um, foundation of their relationship, they are fucked. Maybe not, <laughs> man. Maybe they're on to something. I, I I think those kids are gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what they had a blast. We have to get their phone number. They they had mom and dad were there. I mean that's the thing though, Josh. How would you convince your bride's parents? Yeah. To come to your wedding reception at the world's greatest strip club. The chances are they probably already don't like me. So <laughs> I'm not worried about what they think. Okay. It's about it's Saving about money. it's about what she thinks. And and what we what we want to do to celebrate our love for each other, which is go to the strippy, tits in your face. I mean, it's nothing like it. True love, true love, at, <laughs> at a discount, Bobby. Mack. At a discount. You know what? Listen, I hear what you're saying, but and and, and I and I like I said, I think something inherently is genius about paying six dollars a plate as a person who paid probably twenty five dollars a plate <laughs> yeah, for their yeah, wedding. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you never know what's coming out of that kitchen. Let's be completely honest. Well, come on, it's let's be completely though. honest. But it's tootsie. Yes, it is tootsie, and it's and prime rib. I mean, it's it's our big special. It's but, you know, but you, I want a little bit of comfort in knowing who prepared it. I want to taste it first, like. You go through all these great processes of getting married where you taste the cake, you taste the food, you you try this and but try But in that. fairness, when you're cutting corners a little bit, well, like Josh said, it's, a, it's about being economical. Sometimes you don't have that same privilege as when you are paying $25 a plate and you're right across the street no, from the ocean. You, like, you know, Bobby, your wedding was pretty elaborate. It was it was very elegant. On the intercoastal? Yeah, you were right on the water. It was really beautiful. Did, so, we, like, Did you say this was like a, a city hall wedding? Yeah. Okay, so... It's not like they feel like they're being like disgracing the sanctity of marriage or anything because they didn't get married in a church. You know what I mean? So they're probably not religious people. And, and in all fairness, the bride was twerking at some point at the reception. <laughs> of course she was. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So I feel like all of them were at the city hall. The marriage is done. Like, let's party. Like, you know, it's, it's what you want to do after the after the ceremony. You want to go and Because when I fun. saw it, I was on the fence. First, I was mad at my GM, Hal, because he wouldn't let me take pictures of everything. I had my camera out. I was there to take pictures of the club. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this freaking wedding walks in on a Monday night. And then Mike Keefe, our DJ, said the funniest damn thing on the microphone. It made me laugh out loud, genuinely. He's like, um, welcome to Tootsie's Monday night. He's like, we got everything going on in here tonight. We got playoff baseball. We've got Monday night football. Over 100 beautiful entertainers. A wedding reception and lower VIP. And then don't forget <laughs> to take care of your bartenders. I mean, it was just brilliant. And now, it, that's the downfall. I, I didn't think of this. Is that you're not going to have many wedding photos because they're not going to let you take pictures. No, like that, that was the that was the this is the this was the brilliance. See, because I'm on the fence whether I like this idea or I don't like this idea. But, I'm going to sway you over to my but side. The brilliance of it was when they were told by our staff they cannot take pictures inside the club per our policy. 
They were very cordial about it. They were very understanding about it. So all of their wedding pictures has the Tootsie's logo in the background and the lion at the front door because they had to go outside of the club. Oh, okay. to take, so they would literally go out the front door and then line up to take all these pictures, the bride and the groom, the the the, the party. So there's a Tootsie's sign and like the lion right behind them. So like their wedding book is literally going to be like, you're going to know they were at Tootsie's. You like couldn't this. have taken them over to Knockers for that? No, they, they, they just had them go right out to the front door. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they, they did take some pictures in front of our step and repeat that's yeah. at the front door, and they did that. But like all the like group photos and stuff like that, they did outside. Did any of you get a phone number? Anyone? Nothing. Because oh it was just God. they were they were having their own little private thing, and we didn't know how to freaking handle it. I'm not gonna lie. I was sitting there as a spectator. I wasn't even working, and I'm like. I don't freaking believe this. Like in all my years, I've never. Yeah, that's one of those like only at Tootsie's type of scenario. We've had a to... funeral at the club before, but never a wedding. Wow, you, you've had a funeral? At the yes, club? a very good customer of ours, um, a husband and wife that were kind of swingers, right? And they would come in all the time, and they were just the nicest people. She unfortunately got diagnosed with cancer, passed away, and she had her ashes in a, in an urn. And they brought her ashes to the club and they had a celebration in the VIP. And, you know, it's not like we were making announcements or there was flyers, but they. <laughs> oh, you weren't doing the uh, asses and ashes extravaganza? Was, oh my God! <laughs> but it was a little awkward when you were DJing and you look over to the side and you see a, there's a picture frame on the table and next to it was an urn. That was a little disturbing, but. You you know these these were you know longtime guests of ours and we wanted to you know hey DJ can you play Ave Maria <laughs> <laughs> so anyway is it okay to have your wedding reception in a strip club final summation we're gonna start with Josh one hundred percent it's absolutely great you know it depends on your relationship I think if you have that kind of relationship and that's it's fun for you, then by all means, you know, celebrate your love. The best Save a buck, know. have a good time. Save a buck, have some fun, but take it for what maybe, it is. Uh, maybe mom and dad will even come around. Maybe uh, get grandpa a lap dance, and it, you know, I think it'll be fun. One of those funny stories at Christmas. E- even time, those remember? awkward, even those awkward family moments will mm. still be hilarious to talk about for years to come. Okay, now that you've heard from the people who are not in a committed relationship, <laughs> I'm going to give you the advice from a man in real jail. <laughs> Okay, make that day all about her and do not take them to a strip club. Go to the strip club afterwards, but do not take your wedding reception to a strip club. Absolutely not. But what if you're on a budget, Bobby? Then have your fucking wedding in IHOP. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, you can get the Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity. Uh, it would still good. be more expensive than $6 prime rib at Tootsie's. Look, that day has to be all about her. That's the bottom line. It's, that's, she got almost, prime rib. If she was twerking, she got prime rib in a, in a bridal gown. I mean, she it was, was totally, she, totally. So this might have been her idea. What was Could've the father's been. daughter dance song? Do you remember? It was hip hop. Oh my god! It was a hip hop song. It wasn't anything like you know slow. Nothing like like one of those real dirty no. like city girls. They were just kind of like the pussy. And all they were just kind of like dancing in the VIP together and. You know, heartwarming. It's a heartwarming. It was heartwarming. <laughs> yes. Look, 
You know, the weird dynamic of this is that strip clubs is becoming so normalized. Like, I, I put up the announcement on my Facebook that I was a new employee at Monroe's. You know who the first few people to start commenting were? My aunts that are in their 80s. And yeah. they're, they're retired, living in Florida now. Right. And they're messing each other and tagging each other in my thing. Hey, Nancy, we should go. Oh, hey, Donna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joanne, we should we should meet there. Oh, bucket list. Oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'm going to have a family reunion at my fucking strip club bunch of old ladies sitting around <laughs> and don't get me wrong i'll show them a good time <laughs> <laughs> always the entertainer bobby mac needless to say I, I i part of me thought this is a little fucked up and the other part of me was like this is kind of cool like they were brilliant they're genius to think they beat the system bobby yeah i, I appreciate that part mm. of it i, I mean they completely think that beat the will... system I, I I love that. I think he'll pay for it, though. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So you want to see like the down the road in a f- couple of years what this relationship is going to be like? Oh, I'm trying to like again. I'm trying to talk to you as a from the viewpoint of a man <laughs> in prison currently. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you that that day has to be that day for the, that reason, or yeah. you'll pay for it. Yeah. Now whether well, or not you can live with that, that's up to you. Worst case, they can come to Tootsie's and I'll do their divorce party, right? Boom. There you go. So Yeah, lots of those. But either way, they had a good day. They had a good day. And speaking of good day, I understand our Spitfire of the Week is about what? It is about having a good day. Get uh, the fuck we, out we, of here. That we, is so <laughs> ironic. <laughs> we've all uh, you know, we've all been there. Uh, I know uh, Bobby just recently had an experience where he was working some pretty awful day shifts at a club. And, uh, day shift can be brutal, and we've and we've all been there. Yeah, uh, but but if you remember, there was always those days where you'd have that exceptional good day mm-hmm. working that day shift. I mean, this is a day where like you know the sun is out, the golfers are coming in. You got a couple guys on bikes stopping by. The, you got a good room. You're playing cool music. Everybody's yeah, making flowing. money. A handicapped guy came in who just got a settlement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get that check, that settlement check. Yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah, so so this week's Spitfire of the Week is uh, is a tribute to the good days, and it is called Good Day. <laughs> Very original. <laughs> to, today was a good day. It's a it's a cover of Ice Cube. Today was a good day. Okay, and we're gonna call it Today is a Good Day. <laughs> and here it is. Waking up in the morning, gotta thank God Feeling good that I got such a great job No drama with the strippers, go figure And the club is packed with some good tippers I got my tunes on but didn't show off Calling girls to the stage and they don't blow it off Hooking up some old school for the old dudes Chicks making money and don't act rude Song number two when she drops the top When I'm in the mix I make that ass drop no problems with the stage lights Looking in my room, not a creeper in sight And everything is alright I got guys with credit cards and they can spend all night Yeah. Called out the homies and I'm asking y'all Who's down for a game, a cooter ball Get me on the mic and I'm trouble Last week fucked around, I worked three doubles Making money every way like MJ I gotta say, today was a good day yeah. 
got a request for something ratchet Didn't even get no static from these bastards Cause just yesterday management tried to blast me So the GM buddy walked right past me No flexing <laughs> Didn't even look in the DJ's direction From the VIP section Went to the dressing room, no girls were complaining They was on the floor entertaining Shaking butts, shaking butts, shaking butts, shake them Customers are spending some money, so watch me break them With seven rooms since eleven Man, I'm in heaven, got spending even broke-ass Lil' Joe, got tipped the cash flow Then I went home, and I'm yelling Yeah, get it, ho! Today, <laughs> I didn't even need my shift pay Cause today was, was a, a good day, day. Yeah, buddy. So yeah, you gotta love those uh, those day shifts, especially back in the day. The back in the day day shift business at the strip clubs, I think, was a different animal oh, than it is today. Yeah, it's 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 not even comparable. I anymore. think a lot of those guys might have aged out. You know, no, Todd Williams is still DJing. Wes <laughs> no, but I mean, as far as like the the client base, your customers, like you know, you you'd see that's when you're like a little bit older crowd would come in during the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 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 sometimes you'd have those kick-ass days, man. I Palm Beach don't... used to be the mecca for day shifts. Oh, I bet, yeah. Um, back in the '90s, I mean, that was because it's the golf capital, and right? You get all those snowbirds that would come down from oh, the yeah. north, and and they would play all winter, and it, it was just, it was exactly like that song was. It was just, it was so easy, and yeah. just the place would be packed, and the girls were nines and tens, and it was just. A totally different animal than it is today. Totally. I don't know. I, I was just telling Josh before you got here today, the girls in West Palm Beach are amazing looking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to sell. Like, I was telling him that I'm enjoying selling my product again. Where I've been working in clubs where it's kind of monotonous rotation, monotonous rotation. But now, like, I've given all the, I've been given all these tools again and all these toys to use and sell. And it's actually kind of fun to be able to say, oh, my God, look at that girl on stage. Yeah, no, Monroe's is an exception. I mean, they're obviously the creme de la creme. But, I mean, it, it used to be across the board like that. Right. No, you I know, know what, what I'm you saying. Mean. And then And then even the sense of customers nowadays. Because think about it, dude. Like, back then, that old money, that old golf retirement money. Yeah. They're all gone. Right. That was 20 years, 30 years ago. That was, I mean, that was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. They're dead. They're long gone. So now it's the kids inherited the money and they don't necessarily understand. It's a different concept with today's generation. Different dynamic altogether. Totally. So it's, uh, I don't know. We're going after them. You guys are phenomenal. We're going yeah, after I, them. I don't worry yeah. about you guys, yeah. you know. <laughs> and we have a good day shift just because, you know, we're tootsies. We have, you know, uh, a sports crowd that comes in. We have specials. We have, you know, a lot of girls for, for day shifts. I mean, it, you know, but that, is that the, helps. But It's actually a nice thing. Like, I used to think that the easier the job was, the nicer it was. And I was so wrong because I'm... Like internally, so many more Christmas lights are turning back on inside yeah. of me, and it was—it <clears throat> reminded me of when I first went to work for you guys in mm-hmm. early two thousands. I thought I was good at my job, and then I got a job at Tussies, and they forced me to be ten times what I up. thought I was. Oh, yeah. And it, oh, yeah. it, it forces you to uh, wake up that internal creativity again, yeah. and it makes you grow. And I'm I'm going through that right now, and it's a—it's actually as hard as it is. It's a nice feeling. Yeah. You know, well, it's good, man. I'm happy for you. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great fit too. Monroe's, I think, is a perfect fit for you. Love that club. So many hot girls at that club. Yeah, and uh, and and they just they just run a real solid business over there. They have the most insane 
fun, easy promotions too. Like we're giving away a sticker all month in October. It's a little M. It's our signature Monroe's M. If you put that sticker on your car, you get a free drink for the entire month of November. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they do all kinds like, of cool stuff like that. It's right there in front of you. They gave away a car one year. Yeah. yeah. To an entertainer. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? Monroe's does that. Monroe's yeah. does that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, that's great. I they, love those uh, they guys. Always, they always took care of their team. I mean, just uh, mm-hmm. just uh, all around great club. Private jets to the expo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... The, the, Even if you go in there and buy a bottle, I mean, it's a fucking it's a presentation. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, the way they bring it out, they have all the girls line up and coming out, and they got spotlights and, sure. all, and all kinds of crazy shit going and, on. And, and that's, that's the brilliance of Scott and Jen, because they understand the, you know thing that people want and, and people want to be noticed yeah absolutely yeah. you know that that whole attention thing they yeah. get it they yeah. are on us about recognizing moments when they happen yeah and uh it, it's actually a very cool thing to be constantly present in your room because so many of us aren't and, and let's be honest so many of us are just separated we we do our thing on the moment and then we have three minutes to sit back well at monroe's we can't because we're yeah. watching for that guy who might make it rain we're watching for that guy that walks in the door and looks lost you know because we're trying to recognize these moments and then give the proper credit where they go and you'd be surprised the difference that makes it makes people feel a little bit more a lot more at home and a lot more appreciated when they know they're going to step up and do and scott oh my god dude he's it's he it's like a ninja you Scott can show up at any moment and any time. He's like Dracula. He really is. You <laughs> yeah. really could. You're just looking down at your phone for just a second, and behind you here, Bobby. Oh, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did you come from on a Monday afternoon at one o'clock? What are right. you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> like, right. And he's here to deliver something or bring shirts or whatever. But dude will show up at any given moment. Yeah, that's and why they're successful. Does. So I I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm actually jealous of both of you because you have that intimacy with your audience. Yeah. My club's so big. Right. It's it's Does really it disconnect there, you feel like? Oh, big yeah. time. Yeah. 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 See, because if I if I single out what's going on at the tip rail on the main stage, which is maybe thirty feet in front of me, yeah. there's a guy ninety feet in each direction and has no fucking no clue what I'm talking right. about. And I just disturbed what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, what I mean, I, I used to, I, you hurt the room more than help it. Sometimes I used to tell people it would be the same as DJing mm. from the food court of a mall yeah. to the entire mall. Yeah. Right. You can say what's going yeah. on over here at the fish and chip stand, but what good does that do people like two wings away yeah, or two yeah. floors away? So true. Yeah. And your place is like about the size of a mall. So it really is. So it's it's yeah. Big enough to hold a wedding reception. <laughs> yeah, for sure. With room to spare. With room to spare. Yeah. And prime rib specials. Yeah, it's cool working a small room too. I, I think I think they both have their uh, pros and cons. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've worked in both also, and and I love doing both. Yeah, I I miss the intimacy of of a smaller room. Yeah. You know, it's uh it's nice when I go to one of the Ricks clubs uh, out of state and. Like like uh, Fort Worth, our club in Fort Worth is the, just this bomb ass room, man. And, and oh, the when, man cave. And when you're yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's Silver City. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm talking about Fort Worth. All right. And and when you get on the mic in that place, you're a fucking god. Like you know what I mean? Like you you're right on top of everybody, and yeah. it's like boom. Oh yeah. And 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 like I haven't done that in so long that I forgot what that felt like. You know what I mean? Because I'm just very automatic right now, right. as opposed to making something happen i'm just keeping the things happening you know what i'm saying there's right. a big difference yeah and 
when I got on the mic the first time and I got that response, and I was just like, oh, that's what I forgot about. Yeah. Right, there it is. You know, it's so cool. It really yeah. is cool. Yeah. And you gotta be careful with that, yeah, that voice of God power because oh, you, can yeah. get, you can get carried, carried away, away with it. So quickly. And uh, it's, it's, the, it's having the right chemistry to pull back mm -hmm. and then let it bounce. And Jimmy Boucher is a master of he that art right there. He is Yoda yeah. when it comes to that shit. It's almost like that room is just custom, <coughs> custom tailored for him and his personality. You know, yeah. I mean, like he's he is a perfect fit for that room. At too. first glance, it seems like Jimmy doesn't say anything, but the truth is, he's waiting for the right moment. He to picks say his spots everything. very, very, very yeah. good. Yeah, he's yeah. very strategic in the way he does things. He's more of a ninja than Scott. Oh well, yeah, at this yeah. job, absolutely. I'm just yeah, saying, for sure. Scott's more like Dracula. I should have said Dracula. <laughs> he's <first>. Dracula. <laughs> Poof. What are you doing? Ah, I'm doing my job. I'm which doing my would, job. Which would make Jen Elvira. A little Halloween. <laughs> oh, Halloween vibe. A little, little Halloween vibe going on right you now. Got a, you got a big event coming up Halloween. Yeah, man. Angel Bo. And uh, we, we're giving away uh, some money or some, some bar tabs for costumes. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah. a good time. I'm, I'm very, Did very you, Have excited. you decided on a costume yet? Not yet, man. I'm okay. I, I got to get to that this week, though. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, if I'm participating this year. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure. You should dress up as a weightlifter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Or a rapper. All you need is a yeah. pair of blue swim trunks, and you can be Andre. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Some speedos. Blue speedos. Fun. Yeah. Well, I got to say, great show tonight, guys. Yeah, I man. mean, it was, uh, it was very, fun today. Very fun, as it is always. But I got to say something before we wrap up. Josh, you're inspiring me with this weight loss Good. and a healthy lifestyle thing. Yeah, man. And I'm going to celebrate you while I'm eating a La Spada sub okay. right after the show. <laughs> but, I, but I'm but i genuinely thinking about making some changes because of what I'm noticing with your transformation here. So I yeah, appreciate cool. you being uh, an inspiring light in my life. How's yeah, it, man. How's it feel to be a good influence for once? Yeah, for once in my life, finally. <laughs> I'm guiding someone in the right direction. You are somebody. Instead of corrupting them. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a great feeling. And Bobby, you, my friend, have also inspired me. I did something yesterday that you are going to be proud of. And okay. then after you think about it for 30 seconds, you're going to be very upset about because it's going to cost you a lot of time. <laughs> I bought Photoshop and I went online to YouTube and I'm trying to self-teach myself how to do Photoshop. Hey, dude, that is awesome. Because I'm so inspired by the things that you're doing. And the fact that... I need to get stuff done and crank things out, and I have an idea in my head. And yeah, I want and to you try gotta get it, it out. Right. Because you're creatively motivated, this will be an incredibly addicting, awesome process yeah. for you. Yeah. So uh, I did all the research on it, and I I picked up Photoshop, and now I'm. Oh man! If both of you guys master just, Photoshop, I'll I'm never doomed. master it like him. I I'm mean, fucking doomed. It's it's so. <laughs> just seeing the introductory level stuff, it's so complex, bro. There's it's, it will take years. Yeah. To even get half of his level, you know, I mean, there's so many things that you. can Well, do. It, in fairness, it took me years to get to have my level. Yeah, and, but and you were there, I think, on the launch of it when we launched the Smut Doctor site. That's yeah. when I started learning. Yeah. And it never went away. Luckily. But, Mother was a, was a commercial art teacher, and she showed me the other half that you know yeah. I didn't know. So, but I might actually. I was looking. Uh, University of Miami has some really cool concept classes on like shading and video and, and lighting oh, yeah, and yeah. things yeah. like that. You need to get through the basic toolbox first. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then when you have the basics down, you go take classes like that and sharpen up to show you how to yeah end result photographs mm -hmm. and things like that. So yeah, so I've been motivated. 
Awesome. I've been inspired. Nice. I had the tiger, man. And I'm hungry. All right. Josh, you look like you're starving. Uh, I'm I'm doing all right actually. You know, once you once after a couple of weeks of uh, of being on a diet and just you know you got to look at food as just you know fuel for your body to just keep this fucking thing going right now. So as far as like the enjoyment of eating a good meal, like I had to kind of just give that up for a little while. Yeah, I'm gonna get a but, roast beef with. Uh, I think I'm gonna get provolone cheese. What are you gonna get, Bobby? Sounds perfect, right? Roast beef provolone. Yeah. Mm. Josh, what are you gonna get? I'm gonna go with the uh, what a salad, nice salad, a nice maybe like salad, a, maybe like a scoop of tuna go on top some or something. Salad, yeah, yeah. You guys make fun of me now, but <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon. Look how sensitive! When I'm, when I'm walking around looking like Fabio with my long flowing locks of blonde hair. Flabio. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. your Halloween costume right there. Yeah, yeah. Flabio. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe that's that's good. what I'll do. That's cool. All right, All right. get a Floby. So you can cut your Flavio hair? Yeah, man. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. No, you're looking good, though, bro. Thank I'm inspired. I, I don't mean to bust your balls, because you, you do. You're, you're putting in the time. You can totally see it. Oh, yeah. That's good. I'm yeah. happy for you. Thanks. I really am. And I'm happy for you, Bobby. Thank you, brother. I'm, I'm happier than I've ever been. And we're happy for time. you, Platt. Happy enough to have a wedding reception at a strip club? Uh, no. 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 That, that would actually make him the Comedy show, though, happy. I'm looking forward to. Comedy show could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that's gonna. We're gonna work on that this week, and we'll talk about that at lunch right now. So, want to thank Adam Hunter for being our guest today. I want to thank Bobby and Josh for putting aside their differences and still being able to get along after a planet, a the first debate. planet debate. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, more to come uh, of that. And uh, you know, uh, October thirty first is Halloween. It's just around the corner, and uh, you know, there's a party at Tootsie's, there's a party at Monroe's, and there's always a party at Playmates. Always. So check out one of our respective clubs. Bobby, you got anything? Uh, I, while you're on the website, make sure you go check out Heather Heaven's Beaver Report and also the brand new video blog by Alaska Galore called The State of Alaska. And of nice. course, join us at Monroe's for our neon lights out glow party Halloween extravaganza on oh, Thursday the 26th. Josh? Saturday the 26th. Yes, everything that you and Bobby just said, I co-sign on all of that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, let's go eat. Yeah, let's go eat. Congratulations to all the employees of the month on the planetplatypus.com website. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Planet is back. Ground control, we have landed on the planet. It's been a long time. We should have never, never dreamed But we standing on the front line. Prime for the sequel. Part two will rock you, the voice of the people. We had to take it back, shake it up, and rearrange it. The industry's evolving. Now we rolling with the changes. Black, Bobby, Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary. To take over the planet, make some noise if you hear me. The planet is.